Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dirty Blondes. This week, I'm answering listener questions for another episode of Dear Dirty Blondes. All right, so the first submission is, I went on two dates with this guy and there's no connection felt on my part. He's really into me, but I just don't feel the same. A lot of it has to do with his insecurities. He told me several times how he never gets second dates and has no friends, but also there was just no spark for me. I want to tell him that I'm not interested without hurting him, but I have a slight problem. His mom just died yesterday. What do I do? Okay. Well, if his mom just died, I'm sure he's going to be preoccupied with grieving and dealing with the funeral and all that kind of stuff. So I would think that he's probably not going to be in the frame of mind to be reaching out to you to actively set up another date. But I think sending an anti-ghost text is the appropriate thing to do in this situation since you've gone on several dates with him already. Anti-ghost texts can be awkward to send, but every time I've sent one, they were pretty well received and not awkward at the end of the day. And I've also been on the receiving end of them too. And while it sucks and it's kind of a little blow to your ego, I'd always prefer that for some type of closure instead of wondering what happened if I thought that the dates went well and things could have progressed. So my advice would be the next time he reaches out after things settle down a little bit, I would just come clean and say that you've had some time to think about your time together. And while you enjoyed getting to know him, you don't see anything progressing romantically. Or you could spin it around and put it back on yourself and say that after going on the dates, you realize that you're not emotionally available or ready to put the time and effort into dating like you thought you were. So that way it doesn't seem like a dig at his personality or his insecurities and it's a little bit less personal. Okay, the next question. Have you ever been with a guy who couldn't come from a blowjob? Married guy here, and I feel bad for making my wife have to orally work so hard. No issues coming during intercourse. Okay, yes, I've been with several guys that haven't been able to come from a blowjob. Most of them were aware that it was an ongoing issue for them, so they were upfront with me about it, so I knew what I was getting into, and then also they told me to reassure me that it wasn't personal and it wasn't based on my performance. I've even had two guys tell me that they couldn't really come unless they had more of an emotional connection with their partner, so for them, one-night stands really didn't do much. They would just be a stunt cock and fuck all night, but wouldn't come usually. So I love giving blowjobs. So with the guys that couldn't typically come from a blowjob, I would still go for it regardless. But I would tap out after a while when my jaw would get tired and then we would just go back to having sex. Now, if you're into or curious about ass play and your wife is open to that as well, I would have her start to incorporate that into her blowjob routine. You could use a small vibrating butt plug or she could finger or massage your ass while she's giving you a blowjob. One of the guys I used to hook up with had difficulty coming from blowjobs and I started to incorporate eating his ass and massaging it while I gave him a blowjob because he had never tried ass play before and he ended up really enjoying it and it was the different sensations that I think ended up helping him come. Also, just as a tip to the ladies, don't neglect the balls. Like the amount of guys I've given blowjobs to that say girls never suck or play with their balls is so bad. So definitely make sure that you're not being boring and like switch up and try different things. Like don't just suck dick. Like there's a lot more to it than that. You should be using both your hands and there should be a lot happening when you're giving a blowjob. But as a side note, you're saying that you feel bad that you're making her work so hard. So if you know that you can't typically come from a blowjob, make sure that she understands that she can stop and do something else. Or if you're starting to see her get discouraged or tired, then stop her and switch it up. 
Personally, I find it very frustrating when I'm giving a blowjob and a guy is taking forever to come, especially when I know that they can come easily from a blowjob. So if my jaw starts to get tired, I will literally just stop and say, are you going to come or not? (laughs) Because some guys will literally just edge and try to prolong it because it feels good. And I just find that annoying because lockjaw is a thing and it's, you know, it does get tiring after a while. And obviously blowjobs can feel good even if you're not going to come from them. So just make sure it's clear to your wife that she can tap out and not feel guilty about it. But I feel like it's also partially your responsibility too to make sure that she's enjoying herself and that she's not doing all of this for nothing, essentially. Okay, next question. Hi, I recently joined a dating site and I have been having pretty good matches, but there's one problem. I can't hold a decent conversation. So I want advice for online conversation and how to make it more interesting. Okay. I feel like so many people struggle with this. First, don't start a conversation or respond to someone if you're not in the frame of mind to talk. I've had so many conversations with guys on dating apps and you can just tell that they're going through the motions and responding and not really putting any effort into the conversation because it's just the standard questions of like, how was your day? How was your weekend? What do you do for fun? What do you do for work? And so on. And I've even gone back and looked at some conversations that I've had with guys. And I was like, damn, I was so dry and really didn't put a lot of effort in. And I really should have just waited until the next day or when I was less preoccupied or ready to have a conversation with someone. But once you get the introductions out of the way, I would suggest acknowledging something that's in their profile pictures or bio Or if they have an Instagram linked, then I would do a little investigative work there too. So you can just ask them about their pets or where they've recently traveled to or hobbies or whatever. On my dating profiles, I have a photo collage of some of the fancy food and desserts that I've made in the past when I had my side catering business. So because of that, I typically have a lot of guys either ask me for cooking tips or if I can teach them how to cook or they ask me what my favorite thing to make is, or what my signature dish is, did I go to school for it, and so on. Bumble also has the questions game, which I think is a lot of fun. But if you're not using Bumble, you can also play 20 questions and then just have a list of interesting open-ended questions ready to ask them. Now, if you're going to play 20 questions, though, make sure that the questions aren't sexual, especially like if this is a first interaction with the person. I hate when guys ask me to play and the first question that they ask is, what's your favorite position? Or do you like giving head or some dumb shit like that? So the types of questions you can ask are endless, but also don't be robotic in asking them because every conversation you have is going to be different. So just make sure that the questions fit the vibe. But If you look at their profile and you see that they like to travel, then you can ask them, what are the top three places that you've traveled to? Where do you want to travel to next? If they've traveled to someplace that you would like to go, ask them for travel tips. So there's a lot of different questions you can ask about their profile. Okay, next question. Is holding hands and kissing on the second date weird? I know this sounds weird as hell, but the first date we had sex and everything went well. Second date is coming and we're going to a Christmas festival thing and I'm planning on holding her hand. I'm planning to kiss her casually too. Is this too early? I feel like I'm her boyfriend already, but obviously we are not. Okay, we need to pump the brakes here for a minute. You should never feel like you're someone's significant other this early in the game. You haven't even gotten to the second date yet. So you're getting a little ahead of yourself with that. 
But I personally don't think that holding hands is weird on a second date, especially if you've already had sex with the person. And if I was going to a holiday themed outing or date, then I kind of would almost expect some type of hand holding or kissing or PDA or something like that. And this is what's so backwards about dating. This is what I talked about with Byron on the last episode. Dating is literally backwards. It's like you fuck first and then you kind of like reverse, like you do the reverse of dating. So you already fucked on the first date. So it's definitely not too early to handhold and casually kiss if you're out in public. But make sure you're also reading the room. Like if she's having a good time and flirting, then you yeah, you should definitely go for it. But if she's kind of being more friendly, then I would just I would read her body language. Just and also don't get ahead of yourself with labels. Just go with the flow. You're not exclusively dating and you're still getting to know each other. So in a couple of weeks, you both might be like, ah, this isn't for me. So just enjoy your time together and do what feels right. But I think you're overthinking the handholding and the PDA and the kissing a little bit. I think it's totally fine. So if she seems like she's having a good time and it seems like the feelings are mutual during the date, then I would absolutely go for it. Okay, next question. I got my tire changed tonight and there was a really hot guy that changed it. I really wanted him to ask for my number, but he was just professional, which was great, obviously. But would it have been tacky for me to let him know I was interested? Would a guy even like that? He didn't hold much eye contact with me, so I didn't have the guts to do it. All right. It's 2021. Shoot your shot. You could have either flat out asked him for his number or you could have written it on your credit card slip or the invoice or whatever the case was, especially because this was like a one time thing. It's not someplace that you frequent, you know, so I don't think it's that big of a deal. I've also seen this trend on TikTok when it was hot girl summer and girls were making business cards with their social media handles and their Snapchats. Some were putting phone numbers on there and they were passing it out to guys in bars. So I think that's something you could potentially do in the future if you are feeling more bold and you want to be able to ask guys out. And look, you never know. He might have had a girlfriend already, and that's why he might not have said anything. But guys shoot their shot all the time and get rejected. So I feel like it's not a big deal for girls to do the same. And if you're feeling extra bold, I feel like you could always call the shop and ask to speak with the guy who helped you and then just ask him over the phone. That way, if you end up being rejected, you're not face to face and you're probably not going to have to go back there anytime soon. So you won't have to face him again. But the guys that I know, I think they appreciate when girls shoot their shot, especially if they're attracted to them. But I mean, each guy's different. There's not like a one, one size fits all, but I say go for it. Why not? All right. Last question. Is it clingy to see your friends with benefits every week? I'm 20 and I have a friends with benefits at school. We had sex two weeks ago and then a week later. I don't want to seem clingy, but I just enjoy having sex with her. I initiated the encounters. I don't know if I should wait for her to hit me up or if I should just go for it. Okay. (laughs) Fuck buddies and friends with benefits are always a slippery slope. They're great in theory, but just be careful on how often you spend time together and the context of your conversations. I've had several long-term fuck buddies, and typically in the beginning, I would just let them make the effort and reach out to me. But the more that I saw them, the more comfortable I felt hitting them up if I wanted them to come over. Now, if you want to fuck her again, 
I would just reach out to her if you're thinking about it. And if she doesn't want to see you, then she's probably going to make up some type of excuse that she's not available. So go for it, but be careful and don't catch feelings too quick. All right, guys, that wraps up this episode. Next week, I'm going to be bringing back the STD series. So if you have any questions specifically about herpes, go to the link in my Instagram bio, which is Dirty Blondes Pod, and submit your questions. You can obviously submit questions just about dating or sex or relationships, whatever. So submit whatever you want. But if you have questions about herpes, I will be covering that in next week's episode. Also, don't forget to check out my friends at Promescent for 15% off your purchase with the code DIRTY15. They have a lot of great products and toys to enhance your sex life, so definitely check them out. You'll get 15% off your entire purchase. Also, if you listen to me on Apple Podcasts, make sure you rate me five stars and please share my podcast with your friends. All right, guys, have a great weekend and I'll see you next week. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,